You are listening to It Takes You. This podcast is about finding beauty in everything, from simple moments to challenges and learning to lean into the parts of your life that need your attention. By the end of each episode, you will feel empowered to live your life in the best way possible with what you have right now. Get ready for a vibe that feels like you're hanging with your bestie. You'll get tons of encouragement and truth bombs. I'm Tanya Bernadette, a thriving mama, Latina business owner, spiritual junkie, and personal stylist who is here to have conversations that get to the core of how'd you do that and how are you living that life? As a personal stylist, I primarily work with people going through a transition in their life. And these are the conversations that are important to help you feel like you aren't alone in this. I believe that it takes showing up again and again to get what you desire. I want to shine light on topics about business, personal growth, parenting, health, and more. This is the It Takes You podcast. Level up your mindset and change your world. It takes you. Before we get started, I've got to share my new workshop that is out in the world, and it is all about finding your personal style. If you have struggled figuring out what to wear and you open up your closet and you feel like nothing fits you right, or maybe something has changed in your life, your lifestyle has changed, you're working from home, maybe you lost weight, maybe you gained weight, maybe you're going through a life transition where you just feel like what you're wearing doesn't align with who you are anymore, this workshop is for you. It's called Style Revival. In Style Revival, I have three modules. They are three 15-minute videos where I guide you through how to discover what your personal style is so that you can start to make more confident decisions in what you're purchasing so you know when to splurge and when to buy something on sale. And you can just get a better knowing of who you are. Style is all about finding what truly fits you. And there is no cookie cutter way of making that work. So I guide you as if we're working together one-on-one in Style Revival. Go to myclosetedit.com slash revival. That's myclosetedit.com slash revival. You will get all the details of how to sign up and get more information about Style Revival. I would love to see you there. So that's myclosetedit.com slash revival. When you look in the mirror, are you frustrated with what you see? Do you look at all the areas you want to change and hide? The dysmorphia around our bodies is really detrimental to our well-being. And I want to remind you how magical your body is. That body in the mirror that you see is life. That body that you see carries you through your day and gives you strength. That body you see helps you breathe and it holds space for every organ you need to be alive. And for some, that body has birthed babies, like literally a little human has come out of your own human body. In this episode, I want to talk more about my own struggle with an eating disorder, how I help clients overcome their own body dysmorphia, and some ways that you can celebrate your body. So before we get into that, Let me start off by sharing a little more about my personal struggle with an eating disorder. I actually grew up my whole life thinking that the size of my body was tied to my self-worth. And my mother didn't like her body, let alone anyone else's. The comments that I heard her say to herself, 
about other people, and even to my sisters just became so normal to me that I never even questioned it. It wasn't until I became an adult that I realized how my mom really impacted my eating disorder. I went to therapy the first time, I think when I was around 25 years old, and it was such an interesting therapy session that I will never forget because I literally went in saying that, oh my gosh, I have this perfect life, I'm married, I have my own business, but I'm just here because I have anxiety. And it took many, many, many sessions to realize that the anxiety that I had been feeling actually came from trying to reach the certain type of perfection that was projected onto me my whole life. And that included why I had an eating disorder. And until today, I mean, I still struggle with it. I'm not at that point at all that I used to be. I think I was in the depth of it when I was, I think like 16 or 17. I was at the lowest point I could be with my body. And I ate only three times a day. I had a time that I wanted to eat. And I think I did that for like a year. I was super strict and there was foods that I cut out. And it's a hard it's a hard topic to talk about because it's not something I share often. And my healing has gone through different phases since then. I think becoming a mom two years ago really, really changed the way I viewed my body and also my life in general. It was one of the most beautiful experiences of my life. And there's something just powerful about having a baby and caring for it. And it takes you out of your own head and makes you care for someone else more than you care for yourself. And as women, I think that's normal and also not okay. I wish that women, we could just take care of ourselves. But there's something about taking care of another person that ignites us to want to change more. Another thing that has helped me with my eating disorder is actually being a stylist because I work with so many clients that are struggling with different parts of their life, not just their body, but their body can be one of them, especially the women I work with. Um, when my clients come to me and they're struggling with something, when it comes to their body and we're in the fitting room, I have to hold a space for them and I listen to them and I listen to what it is that they don't like about themselves when they look in the mirror. And then I have to find clothing that makes them see their body in a new light. So for example, there's a mom I recently worked with that had twins and she was going to go on vacation with her husband and her new babies and wanted to find a swimsuit. She came to me telling me that it was probably going to be impossible to find something that could fit her body and that would make her feel good. And I kid you not that the first bathing suit I had her try on fit her perfect. Like she loved it. She felt sexy again. She wanted to wear it all the time. She couldn't believe what she looked like in it. And it was just a swimsuit that fit her and that she could see her body differently. There's another client I've actually been working with for probably four years or more. And her husband actually found me because she is a size 2X. And before working with me, every time she went shopping, she would cry because she couldn't find pieces that she liked. She couldn't find pieces that fit well. 
and shopping just became super stressful for her. And the way I work with her is different than with other clients. She still is not in the right headspace to go into a store, so I never take her into a store. I have to buy the clothing and take into her home where she's relaxed and she feels good. And usually she has a friend over when we try the clothing on, but she reminds me every time that we see each other. She hugs me and she thanks me for being there to help her because it was just hard for her to accept her body. But now when she sees herself in clothing that fits her lovely, like she comes out of the bathroom because she tries her stuff on in the bathroom and comes out to the living room. And you should just see her face light up and how she walks and touches the clothing. It's just, it's such a beautiful experience working with my clients. And then there's another client who is small chested and didn't feel very sexy and was kind of feeling like a lot of the clothing that she was wearing made her look like a boy because things were boxy and she didn't really know what to look for. And I gave her a few shirts that had some ruffles, some ruching, were a little more fitted and it changed the way that she saw her body. She felt like she was sexy and she was more attractive and didn't look like a man anymore. Um, So it's experiences like that where I really enjoy my work and I know I'm changing people's lives. And I'm not saying at all because with none of these people, I mean, for for the moment that we're working together, they feel really good with their body because they see it in a new light. Although there isn't a magic wand, I could just wave and cast a spell on you to love your body and be accepting of it. There are some tools that can be helpful on your road to change the story and narrative that you're telling yourself. Because even if you don't have a full-blown eating disorder, a lot of us have some sort of body dysmorphia where we're constantly thinking about food, or every time we look in the mirror, we just are not happy with what we see. Or we could just be sitting down and just think about our body in a negative way. So one thing that you can do is turn your thought around turn your focus onto something else. And you probably do this in a different part of your life. If you focus on things that are positive, if you focus on things that you want in your life, almost like manifesting, you create it, you expand on it. And that's the same with things that are negative or things that you're focusing on that aren't good in your life or on your body. If you're focusing on your belly that you are not happy with, you're constantly going to think about it when you eat, when you look in the mirror, when you're sitting down and your pants feel too tight. Like it's just something that's going to be on your mind all the time. But instead, if that thought comes up about your belly, you can change it to something else. You can change it to thinking about parts of you that you really like. And I promise it's going to get easier once you try it and you can stop yourself in your tracks because there's not a way that you completely stop those negative thoughts about your body to happen. But when it keeps coming up, you can stop yourself and think of three things that you really do like. So for example, three things about myself that I think about is I love my eyes. I love that my eyes can share my deep feelings with other people that you can almost like see someone's soul through their eyes. I like the shape of my eyes, the color of my eyes. And I love when I get fake lashes on. Oh my gosh. I love, (laughs) and I know that's part of maybe the body dysmorphia and beauty stuff, but I do love 
fake eyelashes on my eyes because it brings more attention to my eyes. Another thing I really like is my hands because I use them so much. I love using them to cook and to write and to type and to touch clothing and the texture. So I love my hands and I have so much appreciation for everything I can do with my hands. Another thing I really like about my body is I really like my shoulders. I feel like they're very strong and powerful. They're a bit broad, but I like the shape of them and um, I feel like it balances me out. So those are just examples of myself that I like to think about when negative thoughts come into my mind. And I hope that you can take time, write it down if you have to. Sometimes just thinking about it doesn't help the first time. The first time that you want to do this, write it down, journal about it. What are three things that you want to focus on instead of that part of your body that you don't like? Number two is buy a new outfit. I know you might think I'm just saying this because I'm a stylist, but it is actually a way that you can instantly see a new result with your body. Like you don't have to go on a diet. You don't have to change your size or anything. Just buy an outfit that fits. And if you don't want to spend money on the whole outfit, buy a new pair of pants that fit. You have no idea the impact it's going to make on your mental health to wear a pant that you don't feel like you have to unbutton after you eat, that you have a pant that you don't that doesn't make you think about your belly when you're sitting down. I'm not sure if you've been in that situation, but some people hold on to pants or clothing that is way too small for them, thinking that feeling guilty when you're wearing it is going to make you feel good and make you want to lose weight, and it really doesn't. It just makes you feel horrible about yourself the whole time. And you can be in a meeting with a client sitting there and just not even thinking about the client because you're stuck in your own head about your body. So I promise you, buy a new outfit. And if you're somebody that fluctuates in weight, it doesn't matter. Embrace where you're at today right now with the body that you have and spend money on an outfit that makes you feel good. Number three, give yourself a high five in the mirror. I know this sounds silly, but it is so helpful. I actually heard this on a podcast with Mel Robbins and I can't remember what podcast it is, sorry, but Mel Robbins talks about this a few times in different interviews that she's been on and she's read about it on her Instagram and Facebook. But what it is, is you walk by a mirror and you probably start thinking about your body or something you don't like. So instead you just stop that process and literally put your hand up to the mirror and high five it. So you stop yourself before you even think of that negative thought, put your hand up, put it on the mirror, and that's it. And think about something that you are proud of. And I added that part. So what are you proud of? And I did this this morning and it felt so good to do because we also don't really talk about what we're proud of ourselves for. We think about things of our body when we look in the mirror, but looking at yourself and thinking what you're proud of. And what I said to myself this morning was, I am proud that I wrote five pages to my book last night. That's a big deal. It's a very vulnerable experience and it takes a lot of energy to do to write a book. So it was also Sunday yesterday and 
I decide to work all day because I didn't have my daughter Noelani and to make my work day more relaxing and more enjoyable is what I did. I got sushi and took it to Edmonds Beach and I sat in front of the beach to eat my sushi and write those five pages and I am so proud of myself for doing that and enjoying my Sunday in a different way. So next time you walk by a mirror, go high five yourself. And the fact that you're putting your hand up for some reason, like doing the high five motion already puts you into action to something positive. Trust me, just try it and you'll see what I'm talking about. And number four is talk to someone. Talk to anybody, talk to a friend, talk to a therapist, just talking about what's on your mind, the thoughts that you're having, the questions that you have around um, eating disorders, around eating, having those uncomfortable conversations actually gives it less power. So if you're struggling with this, the more you talk about it, the less power it has over you. And if you don't want to bother a friend, you know, I know it's easier to just call up a friend and talk to them, but If you don't want to bother your friend and you feel like it might be an inconvenience or you feel uncomfortable still and aren't ready to open up to people about that, just find a therapist. I promise it's going to change your life. I've worked with a therapist on and off, not just about my eating disorder, but around my anxiety and other things I struggle with in my life. And it just makes it more manageable. Um, I also want to end with sharing that in episode number 17, The Lies About Dieting, I talked to Catherine of Brave Space Nutrition, and we talk more in depth about eating disorders and about diet culture. You can also follow her on Instagram at Brave, Brave Space Nutrition, and you can get daily reminders of how to get deeper into the work of understanding where this all stems from, and healing your relationship with food. And I really hope that one day she writes a book because I can literally scroll and read every single post she has on Instagram and nod my head in agreement with all of it. Let me read one of her posts that brought a lot up for me. I wonder how your life would have been different if you knew from the beginning of time that your body was right just as it was. And I'm going to end this episode there. If this message today resonated with you, start a conversation with those you love and share what's on your heart. And if you don't have anyone to talk to about this, I'm here for you. Take a screenshot of your podcast and share it on Instagram and tag me at Tanya B. Style. That's T-A-N-N-Y-A B. Style. You can also tell a friend that you listened to the It Takes You podcast and you want to share your thoughts and what you learned. This is a great way to start deeper conversations about topics that we don't normally get to bring up, but are important to us. And if you get a chance, give me a five-star review if you enjoyed today's message. The more reviews a podcast gets, the more people I can reach. I want to remind you, I'm here for you and I care about you. Thank you for spending time with me today. And remember, level up your mindset and change your world. It takes you.